Hello everyone, um, I just thought I might as well sort of jump off the deep end, so to speak, and start doing more podcasts where my books are a feature. I had a nice conversation with somebody today who reminded me that I should do audiobooks and for anyone who is uh, an author and who um, writes and self-publishes or partner publishes or has a publisher um, and there are so many options to get published these days um, they're well aware that actually audiobooks are really expensive to produce even if we do narrate them ourselves so although dangerous normal people understanding Casanova psychopaths and the narcissistic virus has done very well and continues to do very well I think that probably is doing well because of me and who I am and there's a big surge of interest and emotion around narcissistic personality disorder abuse and how people are interested in uh, survivor stories and they want to navigate NPD abuse as a sector and try and find themselves within it and get recovery from it and learn when you write a novel, which would be my second book, The Notch, when you write a novel, it's a different world in terms of publicity and promotion because you, you're, you're, you're genuinely exposing your creative writing, your fictional writing, and you're very vulnerable. You're kind of naked by saying, oh, I uh, want to read something that you're probably never going to identify with because it was made up by me and it's got kind of nice airy-fairy kind of storylines and you know fictional characters and things in it and I have to say I did not expect to feel quite as um vulnerable as I do releasing the notch and I released the notch in September a couple of days before my mum died and it's absolutely a book she would have read and loved and it's absolutely a program or a, a kind of drama that you would see on the beeb or um ITV and you would go this looks really good you know Monday to Wednesday get the wine out get a Chinese ordered this is going to scare us to death and that was kind of when I wrote the notch I wanted it to be like that and of course I'm not going to have such a big ego although my ego is blossoming like a big marshmallow over a fire um to think that so I thought what I'd do is I'll read sections of the notch and hopefully those of you who listen to my podcasts will go actually that little bit sounds so good I'm going to buy the book so here's the prologue and the prologue is Alice talking to you and I hasten to add that the notch is not completely fictional, it was inspired by true events. So here we go. It's dark, really dark, I don't know where Michael's gone, perhaps he was never here at all. Stumbling on slippery scree, snatching at slimy bracken and catching my face on heather, I'm trying to see but peering into dark grey gloom. I feel suffocated by the silence. I can smell green, brown and dark red. I feel a wide expanse of space around me and hear virtually nothing bar my own breaths. Mossy rocks, mud and sticky bloody cuts on my hands and knees seem to signal where I am, but I still don't understand. My mouth's sick, thick with saliva and my face feels numb. I can't move, but no, I must get away from here wherever I am. Now the coconut scent of torn gorse flowers is taunting me. The smell so comforting yet frightening. I'm not baking a cake in my kitchen. I'm on a steep, dark hillside. There's a throbbing, pulsing between my ears and my nose is blocked. 
with the salty, sweetened musk of my own fear. Panting and crying now and stopping to turn left then right, I'm desperately trying to work out how I got here. All I can hear is this strange ticking sound, my own heartbeat, or time falling away towards something terrible, something bad. I'm horrendously scared. Okay, Alice, be calm. It's just the dream. Don't worry, it's just the dream. In the distance, a stag roars, a haunting, stretched-out bark of power and loneliness. It echoes around and around inside my head like a Viking warning horn. Twisting and slipping to sit on the ground suddenly, I realise with a sickening thud exactly where I am. It's a notch. I'm on the notch. Why am I here? I don't like this peak. Michael knows it. All of our walking friends know it. No, it's the same nightmare again. Trapped in the night terror and desperately trying to open my eyes. I'm gritting my teeth and whimpering. But I'm still stuck here on the damn mountain, rigid with fear. A pressure on top of me pins me to the ground. The devil himself pushes down on my chest and I start to hyperventilate as things on the mountain slow down to a sickening, sludgy slide reel. I feel his breath on my face and I hear his laughter echoing around me. I don't know who he is. I never know. It makes it all the worse. A space where there should be facial features. It's just a black hole lacking eyes, a nose and a mouth. He terrifies me. He is but a shadow. There's a sound behind me. Maybe it's the stag. I've always loved them. I stop bucking with the comforting thoughts trying to creep in. The night terror has layers each time it takes over me. I see the stag arrogantly strutting through harsh mountain ranges and unforgiving seasons, developing such beautiful rusted fur. That pulsing body language that they own the land and were interrupting their space. And then I sink into the black again. The stag is gone and night has fallen. Everything is back to gloomy, misty monochrome. It's all my fault. I should never have come here. Why did I come here? The instinct that someone is nearby makes me want to turn, but I can't. Not yet. My heart's racing so fast, I know I'm going to die. The pressure on my legs and chest intensifies. Writhing and grunting amongst damp sheets, I start to buck. This is the worst bit. A soft voice. The words are muffled. Then the full. Screaming and flailing now, there's a release like the opening of an airlock door, a hatch to sunlight, and then, blessedly, I'm suddenly free to move. Shh, Alice, it's just a nightmare. Shush, my darling. Michael's here. The relief makes my face tingle with unused adrenaline. My husband gently untangles me from the bedding and wipes damp hair from my forehead. I'm here, you're fine, he whispers in the dark. The notch, the notch, it's the notch. Repeating it over and over, I mutter the name of the place that haunts my nights until my heart stills and I fall asleep to the sounds of Michael's deep slumber in the bed next to mine. Now, there's a few wee clues there, let's be honest. <coughs> Michael's clearly a psychopath and he clearly kills Alice, right? And that's, the book is Alice talking to you, telling you how she fell in love with and was loved on by and coercively controlled by and became completely infatuated by a man that gave off all these red flags, all of these dangerous signs 
who produced and manifested many, many symptoms of, of, of abuse. Abuse before abuse, hashtag. That's my hashtag. Abuse before abuse. And she, in death, will speak to you in the notch. And she is prolific. Where she continues talking to you and telling you how she fell in love with a sadist sociopath. How she discovered she wasn't the only one. And how she discovered... She should have known better, but that's not to punish her for that. She, she, she is like so many of us, and we have these relationships with these men, and we defend them, and we love them, and and every single one of these truly dark, dark men could kill us. So Alice's story in the Notch, which is available on Amazon and um, Waterstones and another thirty different sites online, is a warning. It's an educational story of warning. So it's, 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 God, how many pages have I even written with it? It's 270 pages of somebody telling you what to look out for in abusive relationships and how to protect yourself. And that was why I wrote The Notch. It's not the same as dangerous normal people understanding Casanova psychopaths and the narcissistic virus. It's a novel and because most people will read novels as I do. So I really hope that that little prologue, that little kind of dark entrance to the cave that is the notch will make you go, do you know what? I think I might buy that book. (laughs) And if you do buy it, please review it because it does help people and we do get educated and I appreciate it as a survivor. And I believe had I not left my narcissist, he would have killed me.